Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 83. Hey everyone, Andy here. I am recording this on a Wednesday night. The New York Rangers just defeated the New Jersey Devils in uh, preseason action. Although I guess I should qualify that by saying it was technically uh, half of the Devils AHL team and just some of their rookie players. But still, a victory is a victory. The Rangers icing close to what they believe will be their final lineup come the start of the regular season and uh yeah the talent wins out the a little bit of a disjointed game but we'll get into that shortly uh sad to be without my co-host james as everyone knows that i am not as talented as he is when it comes to steering this ship and just spurring conversation and asking the tough questions but yeah we're still gonna have a good time there's plenty to talk about uh not only that game just things going on uh in the hockey world in general, things going on with Rangers rumors, uh, disgruntled players. A lot happened this week. I mean, I guess we can go back to Robin Lehner's comments on Twitter. Essentially just taking everyone to task over the issue, specifically the Jack Eichel issue, but also the you know the greater issues of just how the league's approach to and the team's approach and the owner's approach to how they treat their players and difference of opinions and how they should be treated and pushing medication, prescription medication without properly educating the players on what their long-term effects could be or any side effects. And yeah, I mean, there's a few things. I think at one point he alludes, it se- he seemingly, I'll, I'll say, uh, he alludes to Elaine Vigneault uh, I guess with Noel and Patrick and things and just with uh, pushing like pills or something. Uh, although then he walked those comments back. But yeah, and like he said, he talks about his time and when he hurt his ankle in Buffalo and he feels they didn't handle that uh, correctly between having him play when he should still be resting up or, or working out on it and just, like I said, um, uh, prescribing him, you know, Ambien and like, uh, benzos and things of that nature. So, um, yeah. So basically he went to Twitter and almost, he was 
also taking the NHL PA and the players to task saying like, where is your, why are you not making your voices heard? This could be you in the Eichel situation next time, you know, a young player, superstar players held out of the league because he can't have the surgery he wants. And next time it could be you. So why am I the only one who's saying anything? Um, and he said, he basically says, uh, a la the, the Joker in the dark Knight, that, you know, every day, that there's silence from the league, he's going to just talk about more stories about uh, he had knows about or has from players about situations in which they felt they were their health was jeopardized or mishandled by teams or by the league. So, uh, but he did apparently have a conversation with the both the NHLPA and then the league, and uh, I think he said in his comments afterward that it was productive and that um, yeah, he's he definitely thinks that there it will lead to something in terms of this because it's cl- clearly still an issue and uh yeah and honestly good 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 on Robin Lehner man because it is these I think we think that the the unscrupulous aspects or the unsavory aspects of beat playing in a contact sport are in the past, like, oh, yeah, we take concussions seriously now, and we and we take pain management serious now, and, and surgery, and recovery, and rehabilitation, but uh, that's clearly not the case, so like I said, good on him for raising his voice, I'm sure Jack Eichel appreciates it, and, and just to kind of pivot off of that, lo and behold, we find, it seems that the after pretty much being stuck in the dirt, trade talks for Jack Eichel have heated a back up a little bit again. Um, I think prior to Laner's comments, it was, I believe Elliot Freeman reported that talks had pretty much were at us, had gone cold as teams had not yet received access to Eichel's medicals. Um, and now I think as recently as yesterday or two days, you have numerous uh, beat writers and pundits who have said that teams are starting to get those medicals and obviously the Rangers have been linked to as one of those teams who now do have his medicals and that uh, I believe Nick Kiprios as I'm recording this podcast has tweeted out that he believes the Rangers are one of the teams that has his medicals and will uh, would allow uh, Jack Eichel to have the disc you know the artificial disc replacement surgery uh, if he was to be acquired by the team which, again, it's a no-brainer. I think he's any team that trades for him, they want to keep him happy. And especially all the everything he's going through to not have the surgery in Buffalo, I don't think he was all of a sudden going to agree to have a spinal fusion just to get out of Buffalo. You know what I mean? I think, I think it, at times his desire to move has been kind of boiled down to, well, oh, well, he might be overplaying the injury and, you know, just to get out of buffalo and save face but this is clear about clearly about the quality of his life and obviously even though there's with fusions there's a higher success rate or at least a track record of a higher success rate usually down the line you'll have to have prior fusions because um, to my layman's understanding you have a fusion right in your neck and then the muscles that support around it it, it leads to more compression on the your unfused vertebra and the muscles around it weaken a little bit over time. So then eventually you're going to have to have another fusion that could lead to problems later in life. Whereas the artificial disc replacement, although uh, maybe not as it's a more 
it's been around at least at least 20 years, I believe, or something like that. But it's just not as common in pro sports um, that it should apparently not have the same lingering side effects, and it shouldn't. The Eichel who re- should make closer to a full recovery as opposed to, you know, returning with a fused neck where you can do things, but you maybe can't turn your head as well, or you know. Um, so, yeah, I hope. I think Elliot Friedman said it best where it's like he, you basically knew at some point the league was going to have to broker this deal, just even if it's a silent brokering and just help them, uh, the Sabres and Eichel and other teams just reach a conclusion because this is a messy situation. It doesn't do anyone good to have Eichel out. Now it seems like, you know, the fact that this he wasn't able to have surgery over the summer, this might affect his availability for Team USA for the Olympics, and that's just sad. And obviously playing the season, too, if you want him to uh, suit up for your team now. so And that hurts his value. And I, I listen, being an NHL GM is very tough, but I, I you do have to wonder. what It'll be interesting to see what the package is, and who knows, maybe Buffalo – by keeping their asking price high and keeping this drawn out as just a way to keep their fan base happy and say, look, we really tried and we didn't want to bend to low ball offers and this and that, where everyone was saying, you know, you, you have a disgruntled player. He wants out. He's hurt. Uh, who knows if he'll be the same player after surgery and then just automatically take a low ball offer. So, But we'll see. It could also blow up in their face, and that's kind of the, the messy part of this situation is the longer – it goes on. It's uh, it seemingly does hurt Jack's value, especially as it gets closer to his uh, no movement clause uh, kicking in, and he can nix teams he doesn't want to be traded to. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. In Rangers-related news, uh, Jar Gallant, I I don't want to say announced, but when asked, he had said he believes they'll most likely make an announcement about the next Rangers captain uh, as early as next week. Sometime next week. So it's crazy to think that the Rangers haven't had a captain since they traded Ryan McDonough to Tampa Bay, and they'll have one uh, next week. I mean, we've spoken before on this podcast about who we would believe the candidates to be. One of Chris Kreider, Jacob Truba, Mika Zibanejad, even potentially Adam Fox could be the next captain of this team. And it'll be interesting you know, we like I said, we've been speculating for a few weeks on the on the podcast now, and it it feels like it'll most likely be Chris Kreider. Uh, I mean, during this preseason game, when uh, Ryan Reeves went down to a uh, maybe slew foot by PK Subban in the corner, he was all over him the entire game, and it really seemed like it was one of those things. Maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe that's him saying like. Because he was all over him the whole game, trying to get him to fight. You're going to fight me. It's just not going to go unpunished. And trying to really set the tone, and at least physically, that the Rangers were not going to be messed with like that, even whether it was accidental or not. Um, and, yeah, it kind of seemed like either an audition or, I don't know, I would even say maybe, like I said, maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe it's already told that that's going to be your role now because you're the captain. So... Uh, yeah, but who knows? I mean, then in the the post game, uh, Mika Zibanejad was one of the stars, three stars of the game, and he's got the headset on. They talked to him about the game and being named as one of the three players, preliminary players for the Swedish Olympic team, and 
the chants are, uh, the fans, fans are chanting, make him captain in the background. So it'll be interesting to see who it is because, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider because there's, I think it was a popularity contest or it's what the fans wanted. It would be Mika. But again, if they are, the Rangers are going to trade for Jack Eichel and Mika needs a new contract and will he be around here much longer, which is uh, a horrible thing to think or say, but it's, it's something you have to consider, you know, especially if, uh, he prices himself out of this organization, which would be a shame. But, yeah, I think it's something that the, the Rangers brass is going to consider, Truba and Kreider, um, for whatever they're maybe not the best players on the team, but they have term and they should seemingly be around unless, the, you know, the Rangers are thinking buyout sometime in the future. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see the format in which they announce it. I assume it'll most likely be a press conference followed by a little photo op somewhere. Uh, if the Rangers, unfortunately, their first game is away. So if their first game was their home opener, then maybe you can announce it at the home opener. But they, like I said, it's going to happen next week. So, um, yeah, I assume that, like I said, they'll have a press conference and it'll be rather anticlimactic. But I'm, I'm all for playing up the pageantry and, and drama of things like this. So, and again, it'll be interesting to have a captain usher the Rangers into the next era uh, of blue shirts hockey, I guess. And I guess we should use this as an opportunity to segue to talking about the blue shirts preseason game against the New Jersey devils. Again, they they're at home Wednesday night. They, as you're listening to this Thursday morning uh, last night and yeah, they, their superior talent for the team they iced wins out. And again, I've spoken about this on the podcast before with James and that you take preseason games with a grain of salt. Different players are putting in different efforts and just some are just trying to get their timing back and they're maybe not going balls to the wall on four checks and back checks because, again, it's one you need the points or the two points are important, but you don't want to injure yourself uh, during the preseason going all out. And we'll, that's another thing we'll talk about soon. But, yeah, I mean, much better performance by the Rangers. They looked like the superior team because they were on paper anyway. Uh, but, listen, the Devils really – Devils that Devils uh, uh, skeleton crew really impressed me because they, they worked hard at times and they were able to hem the Rangers in a bunch just by working hard and using their feet. And I think in a few years they'll be – uh, you know, honestly, maybe even as soon as this year, there'll be a team that uh, other teams will have to take, you know, seriously. They can't overlook them because they'll they'll probably end up beating some teams just by outworking them, you know. So, and yeah, they added some good talent over the summer, but this is a Rangers podcast and I'm not going to keep talking about the, the you know, the, the fucking New Jersey Devils. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Mika has two goals. He, so he looks already primed to get off to torrid pace like he has the last couple of uh, seasons. Although, like I said, last season, the COVID really affected his start, but the season before he was on fire. And then as he got over the the after effects of COVID last year, all of a sudden his goal scoring again took off to a crazy pace. So he's just a natural goal scorer and the Rangers need him to score goals. And uh, yeah, hopefully he continues to do that. Panarin has another goal tonight. Adam Fox is a couple of assists, looks otherworldly like Adam Fox always does, just makes everything so easy using head fakes and body fakes and no look passes and looking off people and 
uh, had a sweet feed on a five on three power plate as a manager had who had blasted it, you know, over uh, Jonathan Bernier's shoulder. So yeah, he's Fox looks ready to go. Mika looks ready to go. Panera looks ready to go. Capo Caco had an awesome uh, goal on a breakaway. You know, just jumps on a loose puck that squirts past a, a D-man trying to keep it in on the line. Uh, I think it was P.K. Subban, and then literally just turns on the Jets and beats them. And to see, you know, speed has been such a, a bone of contention with Kako for the last few seasons, and he's clearly worked, gotten stronger and worked on his skating. And it shows because he has some breakaway speed now, and I think that's would be a big difference. And he looked good again. Uh, Lafreniere still looks like he's trying to get his game into – into you know ready for the season but you know that's okay you can't not everyone's going to look amazing right off the hop and I think he's a guy who as the season goes on and he gets himself engaged more and remembers to keep his feet moving because again you forget he's only 19 and uh it's it took cock a little bit time and now he's starting to look like he could be a world beater eventually and I think Lafreniere is a guy who will be on a similar path I think sometimes he still has a little bit of junior in his game and that he chooses not to move his feet or he he wants to be cheeky and thinks he can go there instead of sometimes you just have to be the first in on the play and there's no other way to to get around it you know what I mean and then that's kind of that mentality is what opens up space for you but he'll get there and you know Nils Lundqvist just in Zach Jones uh, Zach Jones didn't play tonight but Nils Lundqvist did and there those two are kind of battling out for that final spot on uh, on the third pairing for the D and yeah Nils had I'd say he had a, a good period, a, a meh period, and maybe a not-so-good period. But overall, his play has been pretty good. He hasn't looked too, I think Sam and Joe even mentioned, he hasn't looked too out of place. Uh, but, you know, he had a few, a couple of gaffes here and there, and that's just... But listen, even Keandre Miller has gaffes here and there as well. It's just they're young D-men, and that happens sometimes, and you have to realize that you're trying to make a play because you have the puck, and you see, you know, you see a blue sweater through some feet or, you know, in the neutral zone. But sometimes you just got to be smart. Like, what am I doing here? So, you know, if you miss Q led to a chance <laughs> against on the penalty kill. And, uh, yeah, you know, just a week not tying up his uh, his man type of stuff. But, again, he's a young player, so he's allowed to have an adjustment of awards because he's looked good quarterbacking power play too. He looks good offensively. He can make a good pass. He's got good vision and and uh, yeah, he's clearly has good game sense, so he knows where to be, and he's he's in the right spots. It's just about being a little bit more active, and but you know, physically, he hasn't looked too overmatched, even despite being five ten and maybe a hundred and you know eighty five to ninety pounds. But yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if Zach Jones gets to play against the Islanders in their final preseason game on Saturday. Uh, and yeah, if if Jones has a real good game, it's going to be a real tough decision because even though it seems like Lundqvist was all but penciled in, Jones has looked extremely good this preseason and has probably made it a tough choice for them. So uh, we'll see. Um, the notable thing that happened during the game that led to the all the physicality and the Kreider stuff I talked about is at one point the fourth line's out in the ice and they go in the corner, and Reeves is going for a cup uh, puck in the corner, and Subban comes up behind him and tries to get in on it, and it looks like he almost sticks his leg out. Reeves buckles, goes backwards. It's all, look kind of looks like a slew foot, uh, but I don't know if it was necessarily intentional. It might have just been kind of like not being in control of your body, where it's like you're going in, and you have to be smarter than that, because you can, if you go in and you just kind of stick your leg out, yeah, you could really 
hurt a guy, he could fall backwards or whatever, and that's what happened now. So it looks like Reeves probably had like a bad ankle sprain, so he's definitely going to miss time, which is unfortunate. You know, the whole reason the Rangers got him to be a, a physical galvanizing force for this team, and yeah, so I mean, it's just awful. You don't want to see a guy hurt, and yeah, especially because he's such a he's kind of. <laughs> You know, he the reason he was brought brought here to to help them get hit the ground running with swagger, especially if they're going to play uh, Washington in their first game of the season, and now he'll most likely miss that game. So, well, unless we hear something something about his injury that's not as bad as we thought, but uh, yeah, that just sucks. And again, he's a guy who's slow enough of a skater as it is, so he doesn't need a, a, you know any more injuries, especially to his ankles. So, um, yeah, unfortunate, but we hope he's okay and. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll get an update from Gallant within the next couple days or once he gets checked out. Um, Sammy Blay, we should definitely talk about him because obviously much has been maligned about the Buchnevich trade and you know a second in Blay was seen like a big underpayment for Buchnevich, but especially because they're saying you know Blay's a guy who will probably end up playing on the, the fourth line, but. I mean, the kid is, he's impressed. I mean, he hits everything. He's big. He's got good puck skills. He's tenacious on the four check. And he scored, a you know, he had a a nice tip goal from in the net front against that game against the Bruins. He scores a beautiful goal just with, you know, soft hands and agility and just not giving up and powering through play. Um, tonight, as I record this, and then he has another assist, you know, go, again, goes to the net front, a puck goes to him, he gets a stick on it, it kind of kicks out to the side, and Barkley Goodrow gets to stash it uh, for his first as a Ranger, well, all those technically preseason. So, yeah, I mean, Blade was really impressive, and Sam and uh, Joe didn't, couldn't stop just gushing over his game all night, which is good, because, you know, they looked effective, and Again, that's not giving up on pucks and that forechecking and being in is what keeps possession and keeps the other team on their heels a bit. So, you know, even though obviously I think the Buchnevich trade is still not very popular with Rangers fans, um, yeah, I can't help but think that Blay might be may, may make everyone a fan, you know, sooner rather than later. Hockey is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper, a deft deflection, or just cleaning up some garbage in front of the net. However they light the lamp, you win. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 in any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you big wins with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
It's always embarrassing recording those ad reads. I feel like a bit of a used car salesman, but I love uh, DraftKings. Me and my buddies use it uh, when we do fantasy hockey every season. And yeah, we have a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, I don't know how much my endorsement is worth, but there it is. Also, as I was recording that ad read, good news from the Rangers locker room. It appears Gerard Gallant early indications say that uh, Ryan Reeves shouldn't be a long-term injury. It's not as serious as you might think. So hopefully Revo's okay. Um, I saw earlier today that uh, some fans, and I said in air quotes, asked him for a picture when they spotted him, I guess, just out and about. And lo and behold, it was uh, secretly an Islanders fan at the last minute he opened his jacket to reveal his Islanders t-shirt so again an unscrupulous bunch those Islander fans are um, me being from Long Island I know that originally I know that at first hand but uh, again yeah I, I'm glad to hear Revo's okay because he's really taken to New York and the fans love him off the you know off the bat off the hop so uh, yeah I'm glad to hear that it might not be a serious Vitaly Kraftsoff didn't play tonight because he had also sustained a little bit of an uh, an injury in the last preseason game, but that wasn't didn't seem too serious either, and maybe it was just precautionary, so he'll most likely play in the next game. Although there was an interesting comment uh, from Gallant um, in practice saying, you know, they asked about, I think it was Vince asked about Vitaly getting back in the spot, but they mentioned they liked how Go- Julian Gauthier had, had played um, so yeah, I guess you take that for what it will. Maybe a spot is, or at least a spot on the third line isn't as locked up as you might think for him. But again, I, I think Kravtsov at this point in time can offer more than Julian Gauthier can. Yes, Julian Gauthier has, you know, a great forecheck and wheels, but, uh, I just, Kravtsov is clearly a more offensively skilled player, more of a top nine, top six type player. So, yeah, uh, I mean, now if it, Revo is going to miss a little bit of time even, it would make sense to have Blay, Rooney, and uh, Gauthier on the fourth line and have Kravtsov still remain on that third line with uh, Goudreau and Heedle and just take it from there. But again, yeah, it's, this is a team that I think they want it to be known that even though they have guys in mind for spots that you can't take it for granted, even the young guys, and with Lafreniere and Kako, if they, if they want big minutes, they can have them, but they're going to have to earn them. They're going to have to, and not earn them by like the David Quinn earn them where it's like some arbitrary thing where you don't know what he wants. He's like, yeah, I'm going to, listen, you're going to kill penalties if you want minutes. Um, You're going to be on power play too. We'll try to get you out there more, Uh, but, and we're going to roll lines more consistently, but at the same, so I'll give you minutes, but at the same time, if I give you minutes and the effort isn't there, then you'll probably find yourself on a different line or a lower or maybe a spot you don't want to be or not taking as many shifts as you want. So, yeah, it will behoove them to hold up the, hold up their end of the bargain. But like I said, some players already, like Kako, look like they're more than willing to do that. Um, another guy who hasn't really been talked about too much this preseason, but absolutely should, at least on this podcast, is Igor Shosturkin. And, yeah, he's look he's looked good. He has been making some pretty good point-blank saves, hasn't really given up any softies. Anything that he gives up is either a bad deflection or a breakdown in front of him. But for the most part, he's just looked... Uh, he's he's made some really good saves on the doorstop during the preseason. And 
He said he worked on his flexibility, and he clearly has. He's been shooting out that leg left and right. And, yeah, he looks ready to go. So we'll see if uh, whether it's Georgiev for most of the season or if it even ends up being Kincaid, if they can keep pace with him and uphold their end of the bargain if you know if he's gonna get the line share of the starts but just just good to see because obviously again it seems that the Rangers do want to hit the ground running and establish their identity and how they're going to play early and just have that confidence and that swagger early although that's the plan you know you make uh, you make plans and the hockey gods laugh right that's how that quote goes so don't know if there's much else I'll cover today I'll keep it short just because again uh, yeah, well, can't wait for my co-host to get back so we can talk about things in earnest, especially leading into the final preseason game and all the news coming out of the Rangers camp uh, before they start the regular season next Wednesday. But I am planning on going to the new NHL store for the first time tomorrow. Uh, very excited. I've heard it's awesome. It's much uh, much improved over the one uh, over near uh, Rockefeller Center. So, yeah, exciting. Again, I hear it's the layout's much nicer, and there's like a whole hockey Hall of Fame section, and it's just definitely a nicer, more swank building. And, uh, yeah, because the old NHL store was very close to both the uh, NBA store and the MLB store, and those two stores were clearly much bigger and much nicer than the NHL, the original NHL one near 30 rock. And not that it was, it wasn't not nice. It was just not as, you know, it wasn't as uh, lavish as those other two were cool, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently these, this new, their new location um, over near the garden is sick on the West side, uh, Hudson, uh, Hudson yards. Right. So yeah, I can't wait to see what that's all about. And, peep around and uh i always love to you know you get a range if you're not going to drop all that money on a rangers jersey get a jersey or hell just get like a you know you see a hartford whalers or a quebec nordiques or a minnesota north stars hat of some sort i usually get tempted to buy it um i'm actually as i record this i'm wearing a long sleeve minnesota north stars uh yeah baseball uh long sleeve so i love this shirt i wear it all the time um, so yeah, so I can't wait to see that, see what there has to offer. I don't know if there's much, uh, gamers listening to this podcast, but the new NHL, EA NHL video game, uh, NHL 22 drops, I believe October 15th. So I'm mildly curious. I, I tried, I usually get, get it every year. Sometimes I'll skip a year or two, but, um, yeah, it sounds, you know, everyone's always kind of prematurely mad about about the game and the lack of updates and this and that, but I, I'm I'm actually usually pretty happy with it because uh, people usually just want some more fleshed out game features, and I get it. But you know all the things that people are always clamoring for, like GM connected and roster sharing. I think uh, I think they're doing that now, which is cool. But I usually just I did hut for a little bit in, on the online play, but it's just. It's just annoying, you know, at a certain point. It can be a lot of fun, but it can also be really annoying. So I just basically just make a guy and be a pro, and then I just play through that. And I usually try to give them a persona of some sort, depending on which, you know, which game I get. So I believe this last one I made a uh, a center who was a 
Swedish playmaker named Bjorn Borgen, who was like really cocky, but a, a uber talented playmaker. Like I give him backstories and, you know, I, I've won like, I have it on the highest difficulty and, but because I've uh, played beat so many seasons of be a pro now, you, you upgrade your stats over time. So now I'm like absolutely ridiculous. I'm filthy. I've won the, the Art Ross and uh, I believe the, the Rocket Richard the last three seasons in a row. And yep, uh, I think I've won two out of the last three cups, one with the Rangers and then, I, uh, you know, just to ch- change things up, I got a little bored, so I requested a trade. Uh, they traded me to the Islanders, in which event I shut off my PS4 and I restarted it and went right back to the GM uh, to the pre or loaded the save. I saved it before that, thank God. And I said, trade me again until it was not the Islanders. And it wasn't. It was the next time I think I got traded to Anaheim. So I'm a, I'm a member of the Ducks now. And uh, another thing that's funny is that when you play Be a Pro and the more time goes on, they just automatically retire all their players and players automatically, automatically get traded. So all the superstars all around the league are now on different teams. And um, yeah, so now I'm currently playing for the Anaheim Ducks. I'm a center and I have uh, uh, Miko Rantanen and uh, Taylor Hall on my wings. So yeah, we're lighting, we're lighting stuff up right now. Um, and I'm sure this is a very fascinating conversation. But yeah, again, if you're a gamer, look for that. Uh, they announced the soundtrack today. And that was on Instagram, and that looked boring as shit. Um, you know, because obviously much the the older games, specifically like NHL 04 and 06, had pretty... Yeah, I mean, everyone kind of talks about those soundtracks and that is like Jimmy World and CKY and all this other stuff. And um, I don't know. Uh, but now it's all like... Uh, I don't know, what are the kids like Machine Gun Kelly and Arkells and yikes, uh, 21 Pilots or whatever. I don't know. I don't know these, these bands that well. I know of them. I'm just not a fan of their, their music. And I really sound like a curmudgeon stick in the mud right now, but, you know, sometimes you just want to listen to something a little bit more old school or, you know, I don't know, have something that, that doesn't seem like it should be in a Kia commercial, if you know, if you get my meaning. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the fun part about when I would play this on the PS3 a couple of consoles ago, you could actually upload, or I should say download music. You know, you could rip music off of CDs and put it on there and then play that in games. So that was fun. You could do, I think you could do that with like NHL 12 and 13, but only on that console because you can't do that anymore. So, some you know, hey, technology sometimes uh, takes a step forward but leaves a... Uh, important things behind so we'll see um yeah that's probably gonna do it again impressive uh victory for the rangers you know chris Kreider getting gritty and trying to fight pk suban and he's all over a mall game and ryan reeves gets hurt but hopefully it's not too bad and the rangers score a bunch of goals and you take it with a grain of salt because it's the devils not their full lineup it's basically their ahl squad with some with PK Subban and a bunch of kids uh, who are will be lower depth players, um, and yeah, we'll see if the the Rangers can. The Islanders are the perennial thorn in their sides right now, so they got one more crack at them after getting embarrassed at home in that first game. So we'll see if they can at least make it competitive against a team that should be well oiled and primed and is looking to 
finally hoist the Stanley Cup in the Islanders. But the Rangers, if they want to be in that conversation, they're going to have to play well and they're going to have to be committed to details because they're still getting there. It seems like they're still getting the system uh, under their feet, just or their their legs under their feet to steal a quote from my co-host James. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, hopefully, the more they get comfortable, the more they settle in and they they those habits that uh, Turk wants to instill in them, getting in on the forecheck quicker. Uh, demon getting to join knowing that fo- forwards will help them out more and just be more committed to positioning and detailing and uh, breaking up plays in the neutral zone more so we'll see but um, yeah it'll be interesting uh, thank you for listening and bearing with me again I'm excited to do this again over the weekend and for Monday's podcast uh, with my co-host James and we might even have a surprise guest so until that time enjoy the turning of the leaves as it gets uh, slowly colder here in October. And yeah, we'll see you all on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at hockeypodnet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.